Hi everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. So how do we become beyond rich? You know, richness is measured in money in today's world, isn't it? But there are things so much more valuable than the dollars in your bank. I believe that there's three currencies in life. We got three bank accounts going on. And guess what? We control them all. The first one is obvious. It's, it's, it's the money in your bank account, right? The actual, your, their local bank downtown, you know, how much money you got in the bank. That's your, you know, your financial bank account. This one's important. But when it comes to your overall happiness and joy, it's actually the least important one. Here's some rules for money. Number one, never spend money before you have it. That's simple, right? <laughs> How can you have more in your bank account? Just don't spend money you don't got. Number two, uh, never sacrifice your peace of mind for overspending your money. Have we seen people do that? People do that all the time. They'll want something, and they'll want it so bad, they'll spend money they don't have, and they've traded their peace of mind for the thing, and now all of a sudden they're worried every night to make the payments, right? All right, so we don't want to do that. Next one is saving money and earning money has the same outcome, right? You got more money. So whether you save the money or you earn the money, you're still going to have more money in the end. So it's all the same, right? Money is a reward for solving problems. That's a true statement. So guess what? You want more money? Solve more problems, right? People, people try to avoid problems in this world. Attack problems, guys. Look for problems and solve the problems because money is always attracted to people that can solve problems, right? Bigger, bigger problems pay bigger money, right? This is simple, right? Money is a side effect of something you're doing, period. God, there's so many people that chase money and it's like chasing the wind. You're never going to catch it. It just blows all around and you're running here and running there. You know, work to pursue your life's purpose not the money. I tell everyone, when you're born, you're just a pile of potential. That's all you are. And your goal is to use that potential to pursue the purpose that you've been given in life, not the money, right? Life can become pointless and meaningless if you're working for money. Because eventually it's going to lose the, the zeal, the zing, the excitement. It'll go away. If you want more money, find ways to add more value to the world around you, and you'll get more money. It's just that simple. You know, P.T. Barnum, he goes, money is a terrible master, but it's an excellent servant. I like that quote. Good stuff, right? Money has a funny, has a funny self-governing nature about it. It works like this. You'll never earn more money than you can manage. It's so true. We've all seen people win the lottery and they lose it all. All right, the next one. Always remember, your goal is to get the money, but don't let the money get you. Right. We're back to Zig Ziglar again. I can still remember hearing him saying that. Okay, so we got that. That's the first bank account. The second bank account we're to talk about is, is, is this thing called BIDS. It's bids. Like I'm going to an auction. I'm going to make a bid. The second bank account that we all have is measured in met bids for emotional connection with others. This is huge. Huge. This is the bank account going on with your wife. This is the bank account going on with your husband. This is the bank account with all your coworkers, with your family members. There's an emotional bank account happening. And every time we meet an emotional bid for connection, we make a deposit in that relationship bank account. So what's a bid? 
Well, Gottman refers to the bid as the fundamental unit of emotional communication. It's huge. I think this one's more important than the, than the bank account downtown. Bids can be big. They can be small. They can be verbal, nonverbal. They can be a request to connect. They might take the form of an expression or a question or a physical touch. Bids can be funny. They can be serious. They can be sexual in nature. For example, your partner might say to you, hey, whatever happened to that situation at work with your manager? Well, that, they want to connect with you in that moment. Give them your attention. They made a bid. They asked you a question and they want to talk. Or imagine they could say, do you want to talk about our plans this weekend? They want to dream with you. They're making a bid for connection about the future. Or it could be as simple as saying, can you please pass the water? All these are little tiny emotional bids for connection. Every time we meet one, it's like making a deposit in the relationship bank account. They could also, I mean, a bid could be like a little, a love squeeze or a pat, or they could, or they could wink at you. All those are little tiny bids for connection. Bids are oftenly done very subtle though. It's on purpose. They're purposely done very subtle because when you're making a bid, you're making yourself vulnerable and you got, we want to be careful. People want to be careful with this stuff because people are afraid to be vulnerable. They're afraid to put themselves out there directly. So they make these bids casually and softly. It's scary to say to someone, hey, um, I want to connect with you right now. Instead of doing that, they'll say, hey, what happened yesterday? Hey, do you want to talk about what we're gonna do, where we're going to go for dinner tonight? Instead of saying, hey, I want to connect, please pay attention to me, they may ask a short little question. Or they might just kind of brush your hand. They're casually making a, a, a very subtle gesture of an emotional connection. We hope we'll receive connection in return whenever we make these bids, though. But if not, when we make them very subtle, it's easy to go, oh, yeah, all's well. And they just turn away. This is why bids are done very subtle. There's three ways you can respond to bids. There's three ways to build that bank account. You can turn towards the bid, which means acknowledging the bid. You could turn away from the bid, which means just simply ignoring it or pretending that you didn't even hear it or feel it or see it. That's, that's turning away. Or you could turn against the bid. And turning against the bid would be actually outright rejecting it and then being argumentative in the process. And relationships go through all those phases. If, if a relationship is going the wrong direction, in the beginning, everyone will turn towards the bids. After a while, they'll start being ignored. And then in the end, they'll be rejected and they'll be turned against. Makes sense, right? So if you want to make the relationships richer, always turn towards every bid you ever get given to you. And what happens is you become better at seeing them and every relationship around you becomes richer. And guess what? You can't give what you don't have. So as you make the relationships richer around you, guess what? You get richer. When your partner reads their email and sighs audibly and they go, oh, they just made a bid to you. You could walk over and go, hey, what's wrong? What happened? They wouldn't sigh audibly if they didn't want your attention. They made a bid. You could ignore it. Or you could walk over and go, hey, what's going on? Talk to me. And just like that, you're building the relationship. It's the building blocks. Emotional bids for connection. Turning your way from your partner when they sigh would be ignoring them. Turning against if they sigh would be this. Why do you got to complain about everything? Just like that, you turned against them. Right? Even the little sigh in the corner going, oh, man, they made a bid for connection. 
walk over, comfort them, make the connection. Bids for connection is the currency of all relationships. Each one of us has an invisible bank account with everyone we interact with. And the closer the relationship, the richer that bank account is. This account, it can't be seen or measured, but man, you sure can feel it, can't you? Everyone can feel it. Relationship bank accounts become richer every time a bid for connection is made and met. Relationship bank accounts can eventually go bankrupt, though, if the bids for connection are not being met or the bids aren't being made. And that's a big one because no one rebids. If your wife is on the computer and she sighs and goes, oh, man. She's not going to wait a couple minutes and go, I said, oh, man. <laughs> She's just going to let it go. And just like that, a little bit of currency evaporated from that relationship bank account. You'll feel the richness of the relationship when you look for and acknowledge all these bids, as many as you possibly can grab. The third bank account, we got this, right? The bank account in the bank, your money, the bank account in our relationships, the bids, and the third bank account that you have is your time. And this, this bank account is it's vitally important. Because when you run out of this bank account, it's all over. You've run out of time. The third bank account is not like money. You can't save it. You're forced to spend it. And unlike money, you can't spend it in advance. You can't go into debt with time. No one can own time. No one can keep time. You can only use the time you've given right here, right now. And in fact, I've heard this saying. It says, people are afraid of dying. Death is behind you. It's in every minute that has died behind you that you're never getting back. Death is never in front of us. It's always behind us. Once time is lost, you're never going to get back. Like the saying says, you can't kill time without injuring eternity. Time is irreplaceable. Nothing can substitute for it. Time has the power to heal, but it's also going to kill you one day. Good or bad, Time will exaggerate everything in your life. This is why we talk about guarding your heart. This is why we talk about taking care of yourself, about smiling, because time's going to exaggerate everything that's going on in your life. Christopher Rice has a quote on this. He says, every day is a bank account, and time is our currency. No one is rich, no one is poor. We've got 24 hours. Man, I would agree with that. But I would add more to it. I would say no one ever gets more than 24 hours in a day. But I believe if you manage the other two bank accounts in your life wisely, you will be given more days in your life to enjoy the fruits of your effort. Happy, healthy people tend to live longer. Tend to all three bank accounts in your life, and you will be beyond rich. I love in this when you say um, you're just a blob of potential. <laughs> when you're born, you're I, just I a think, pile of potential. <laughs> I think just a pile of, not a blob. Yep, yep. I think that is so comical in yep. its own right. You're just a. So good. <laughs> I'm going to say blob. You're going to say yep. <laughs> you're gonna pile. Yep. I'm going to say blob because I think that's funny. Yep, but, it is. Um, it's so true though, right? It's, yeah, it's true. And then one, the next sentence would be, <laughs> can't even hold your head up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't do anything, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's a cool perspective to look at it that way. One thing that 
let's go through the three again because you made some interesting points on like the actual the actual tangible bank account, the mm-hmm. big bank account, and then the time bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, so in regards to let's go like one, two, three. So sure. first bank account, like the actual physical cash money, sure, like that deposital bank account. I'm going to push, well, I can't even say, cause I think you would agree, but like having money, yeah, it doesn't solve, pro- it doesn't, it causes more problems, but I don't feel like I've ever seen a sad rich man, sad in regards to like maybe family life or things like that. But money is the root to all problems. Money's the root to all evil, but it's without money, you can't operate. Right. So we're going to quote that correctly. That money, when people go, the money is the root of all evil. That's not the right sentence. Okay. You know, the right sentence. Do I? Mm-hmm. You, yeah. I don't know. The moment I, I say it, you're gonna go, oh my god, that is the right sentence. I, you probably will. That's how, that's yeah. where my head's at with it. Yeah. The love of money is the root of all evil. Right. No, that's okay. why in here we say it's good to get the money, but don't let the money get you. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Because when the money gets you, now the money, over. money owns you. Yeah. yeah. And now you're loving the money, and the game's over. Right. That's right. tough, don't you think? I'm only saying that now because I'm starting to experience it again. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to anybody watch. It, I'm not trying to sit here and say, "Yeah, it's ha-. it's not happening." It's just the idea of like now money is starting to come in from different assets, mm-hmm. like just various places. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it's like, "Hey, we can actually, I could do this. I could take this part <clears throat> and start investing into this part of the business and start branching out this way." And it's just starting to happen. So I'm looking at it more as like mm-hmm. a pivotal point. It's not like I'm like, "Great, I have all this money now." Sure. The way I look at it is, it's like it's just money makes you feel good. Makes it, exactly oh, right. Yeah. All right. I've so, gotten some, I mean, I've gotten some giant, the biggest paychecks I've ever gotten, I've written to myself. Yeah, that's a you know cool I mean? feeling. I You're finally right. did that for the first time. Let, let this be known. What's today's date, actually? June 9th. The mm-hmm. first time ever Lucchese Media wrote Ralph Lucchese really? his first paycheck. <laughs> Congratulations, Ralph. It really is. Not awesome. today. It was two days ago. How neat. Where I was sitting down, I was going through <laughs> stuff, and it was like, there's money to pay out. What am I going to do? I was right. like, what do I have to get? Nothing. What oh about bills? God. Paid for. I was like, you're telling me I could give myself a paycheck, right. man. That felt so wow. good because you right. have to sign the front, sign the and front, then you flip, flip it over, over to the bank. You sign <laughs> right. it, man. I remember we had that conversation, <laughs> yep. and I was like, "Yo, that's a great experience." It's so so that's awesome. That's a it's a liberating like yep. wow. You kind of yep. we got there. We're at that point. Oh my god! Right. But anyway, to get back on track, so it, that is the that's the right. So yeah. money's not the root of all evil. It's the love, the love for of money. money. Yeah, love of money. And money. <laughs> people that say oh, money doesn't matter, they're lying. Yeah, it money matters. matters a lot. You know, and it's like, it's, it's, it ranks up with air, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, like I did before, like if I've had money and I've had, I've not had money, it's better to have money. Very good. Right. Money. It's just, it's just the truth. I mean, money is a tool to use for something else, you know, and I, and always, I always tell people, remember that as you make money, you can only get more money if your hands are open. Mm-hmm. The moment you go like this, no more money can flow through you. And one of the great, com- Rick said it to me, Rick Mikesell, he said to me one time, all casually out in the parking lot, he goes, God, yeah, you sure aren't afraid to spend money, Randy. I thought, man, that's a great compliment because like here, yeah, I take all the money that's ever come into Blue Ridge. I pour it back into Blue Ridge and people see it all the time. They go, every time you come here, there's something new. Like, yeah, I'm not afraid to spend the money and pour it back into it. You know, because basically when I'm spending the money on Blue Ridge, I'm betting on ourselves. I'm betting on the yeah. Blue Ridge team. I'm betting on myself. I'm betting on tip. I'm betting on betting on the team of Blue Ridge, you know, by spending, by investing in what we're creating. Yeah, because you're not flashy with it in a way. Like you're not taking the money and buying a flashy car. Well, even though it's well deserving, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's a different mindset because mm-hmm. there's people that would have that would come across. But I think that falls into the love for money. Then, yeah, right. Even that though, Ralph. I mean, you know, my my feelings and thoughts on that have changed over time. Really? When I was a young kid, I used to. I my first car was a BMW. 
Very nice. And I bought it to be fancy. I did. I mean, it was, I wanted to be fancy. I would polish it all the time and clean it up and make, it was like sparkling. And then I kind of faded away from it. And, you know, it, I, the word earnest was in my head. My car was earnest. My clothes were earnest. You know, the Randy Pausch book influenced me big time. He talked about the word earnest. He goes, yep, my clothes got me through. You buy new clothes when your old clothes wear out. Yeah. And I, I kind of live by that. And, and then there's the element of like getting dressed in the morning. I wear a white t-shirt every day because it's just simple. It goes with everything. You know, like you don't, you don't have to think at all. Just get dressed and keep on going. You know, and then you got the stuff from uh, the guy who owns Facebook says, yeah, there's a certain amount of decisions you can make in a day. And if I don't, if I wear the same shirt every day, I don't have to make a decision. It gives me one more decision to make. Yep, I'm with you on that. But then, you know, like, what do I value? Like right now, I'm getting back into ski racing. Yesterday, I spent like three grand on skis. Is uh, that like, oh my God, Randy, sure are flashy? No, I'm, I'm into it. How dare you? Right, yeah, right, yeah exactly. Mean. So if someone's really into fancy cars, you get, the, you get the money to do it, enjoy it. Have fun. But I can tell you this. If your self-ego and your confidence and your, your personality is wrapped up in that car, you got a problem. That's an issue. Right. You lose the car, you just lost yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and that, and there's, there's lies the difference. Yeah. Because the car owns you at that point. Pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That's that connection. Yeah. I always tell you, if you're treating your car better than your family, you have a problem. If you treat anything better than your family. You know, I remember one time, one time I was, I was, I was in high school in my BMW and, uh, and um, a dog came running out. I was at a friend's house and the dog jumped up and, and like the dog like scratched the car. Right. And my response was, who cares? Just the car. You know, the, the dog is more important than the car. Mm -hmm. But the, the person that owned the dog was like, you know, ripping the dog away. Was like, oh, you know, and I'm like, it, it, it's all good. That, that's OK. Dog was just really excited. The dog didn't know that the car had value. But the dog was more important. It's, like, it's a life and the car is not. Yeah, you know, it has to do with the value system there, right? What's uh, in Randy? I think it's Randy Pausch's book. I have yet to read it. It's oh, still on my list. But you talk can. about the story about the, is it the garbage? Yeah, the well, she backed in the garbage cans. Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. just like, no, nah, it is what right. it is. Yeah, yeah, the car accident. Yeah. Yeah, the one driver, two car wreck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> one driver, two car wreck. She backed one car into the garbage can, the other car, and and uh, and he literally, he goes, he go, you know, she goes, Do you, should we get the car fixed? He's like, no, not really. She's like, wait a minute, we're going to drive wrecked cars? He goes, well, you, you like the part that I didn't care that it's wrecked. So then you got to take the other other side too. That's what it was. Right? Yeah. We're just going to drive them. Right. Mm, yeah. That's like a, <laughs> I can only imagine if I said that to Diana, she'd be like, <laughs> walk away, storming away. She would not like that comment. Yep. Um, so that's bank account number one. Understood. Yep. Yep. Um, and there's rules to money, by the way. Yeah. People that don't have money don't follow the rules. Yeah, there it, are rules. It doesn't take... Like Warren Buffett is the best example of all that. Like he, he grew little by little by little by little by little, constantly never retracting, never made a decision based on emotion to like lose what he gained. And now his gains are so unbelievable and they're compounding so much faster. So like, you know, you can become extremely rich making 50 grand a year. Yeah. You just can. Yeah. It's how you manage it. There was to, and I, I know we've talked about it on previous podcasts, but now I'm kind of seeing it from that extent. It's like that happy, there's like a set amount of money that one can make until it doesn't really 70 grand. Yeah. That's about the exactly. number. It's like, society. it doesn't matter. You can keep making it. It's like, it doesn't matter. You're not going to, you can find ways to do it. It's like, but more money, more problems. Cause it's like, guess what? You have to figure it out then. Like mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. So there is that comfort point. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, bank account one. Yep. Now we go to two, the bids. This one is, uh, most important one, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like I, I try, every, I catch myself now. I and I even like whisper in my head. I'm like, damn you, Randy. But like, mm. um, because mm -hmm. we walk. Like sometimes mm -hmm. I just I feel like I miss a bid, mm -hmm. and I'll say it to to die. Mm -hmm. I'll go. Did I feel like I missed? 
I missed it and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. half the time she's just like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, all right. But like, mm-hmm. it's funny. You refer to the, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I know that. I know that huff. Mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. sigh. And it's like, hey, what can I do? It's like nothing. I'm just, all right, well, I'm, let me know. At but least like, you connect, right. Yeah, yeah it's like, at least bid. you know that it's here. Yeah, Diana got promoted today. This won't come oh, out, neat. like, literally on the way here while, like, I was dealing with my car. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on? She's like, I just hacked the promotion. I was like, that's awesome. So that's it was like, awesome. hey, you know, just the little bits, but being aware, it's really cool because it's it's compounding. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the bids are there. And because it's the recognition and you're doing it, like, I do what I love. It's not like because you're getting something out of it, but it, in turn, you are getting something out of it. You're happier, you're positive, mm-hmm, you're, mm-hmm. you're more involved. You mm-hmm. feel like you're having that deep, intimate connection. And it's like, you would have thought that just by acknowledging a simple, mm-hmm. yeah, literally that simple can mm-hmm. like take you over the hurdles in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it has lots of side effects too. It keeps you living in the present moment. It keeps you actively listening. It keeps you focused on the good. You know, a lot of times people either live in the future or the past. And if you live in the past, you're depressed. Live in the future, you have anxiety. You live in the present moment, you're happy. Yeah. And, you know, living in the moment by watching out for bids for connection, you will, it forces you to actively listen and be in the, in the moment. But I can tell you this bit, Ralph, I miss bids every day. Every day. You do know, you catch yourself missing them though? Like, do you mm-hmm. know? And when you do mm-hmm. it, you're like, oh, son of a gun. Yeah. And sometimes I'm not big enough to actually say it. Yeah. 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 Happened the other day where Tiff and I were out <laughs> with uh, the wagon and we're pulling the wagon. And I was frustrated over something. I forget what it was. I was frustrated about something. And Tiff said something to me about like, hey, um, it was something about the wagon. Like, like you want to, um, let's, let's remember we'll take the wagon on, on, on the trip we're going on. And I'm like, yeah, sounds good. Well, she, she, she wanted to have a conversation there. She wanted the conversation. Let's remember to take the wagon on the trip we're going on. Oh, yeah, we sure will. Oh, my God, I can't wait for that. And I, I missed it. I see. You know, and I didn't even, I wasn't big enough. I was too frustrated in the moment um, to go, to go back to her and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I did that. Even as of today, I still haven't. Oh, today I will. <laughs> you know, but, but you're going to come home with four wagons. Which one right, do you want? Exactly. <laughs> right. That's funny. Yeah, it is. Right. That's yeah. very funny. Yeah. yeah. But the bids, very crucial, very important. And the third one, the time bank, that one's always like a, a frustrating one. I feel because everybody knows that you can't, you have to spend time regardless if you like it or don't like it. It's still happening. So it's something that's constantly being taken away from you. Mm-hmm. So valuing your time is something that you have to, I don't want to say learn. No, I will say learn because it's, and I'm learning that now at the step, right? Like with a, as a, now that the business is starting to transition to this period, it's like now, how do you, what's the price? I had to say price of your time, but it's like, how do you now value your time? Mm-hmm. Like I, sh- I can't be spending time doing this now because I need to focus on this. So now it's in my best interest to find someone that's really good at this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to then do it. And it's like, Hey, I can actually pay. I could actually do this. You can mm-hmm. right. So I think that what is it, quantifying time, mm-hmm. right? Where you're quantifying mm-hmm. and finding the value of time. I think that's like something that eventually people, if you get to that level or whatever you, it's a, it's a whole different concept because it's like, wow, you're actually just, you're, you're buying your time. You're mm-hmm. not getting it back, but you're essentially allowing yourself mm-hmm. and opening the doors to different avenues, mm-hmm. therefore to get your time mm-hmm. back. It's true. When you hire someone, you are buying more time. You're yeah. buying their time. Yep. You know, so when you hire someone, you bought their time to use for your time. Yep. You know? Yeah. I'm with you. And it's, you, know, you ever hear that, you know how hard, we talked about it before, hard time pushes out soft time. Mm-hmm. We did this, right? And the law excluded alternative when it comes to time. You know, how when you choose to do one thing, you're unchoosing everything else in your life. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, like 
you know, if you go to work and you're choosing to chit chat with your coworker, you're unchoosing the work yep. and the work doesn't go away. So what happens is then the work will go home with you and then hard time pushes out soft time. So the work that didn't get done at work goes home with you and then it pushes out the soft time, which is the time with your family. And just like that, you've chosen that it's more important to chit chat with my coworker than it is to spend time with my wife and kids. But people don't connect that, but that's exactly what's playing out in their life. It's the law of the excluded alternative. By choosing one thing, you're excluding everything else in your life. And everything hard pushes out everything soft. And then guess what? Because of that, you're missing bids. And right. there goes that right. bank account. Yep. And when you miss the bids and your family's gone and then you lose your job because you're not focused, there goes number one. <laughs> Ralph just figured out life. Follow the bouncing ball. <laughs> right. We figured it out. It's awesome. I love that. Thank love you, Randy. It. See you, man.